existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The last order conversation David Jason Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott And this is Patrick Riccardi And this week, we do... We do, uh... CBS Radio Mystery Theater versus. Oh, I don't know, man. What's the name of that thing? Uh, <laughs> damn. The precursor. Hyman Brown's first work. Wait. Uh, I can't believe you didn't even look this up. Uh, I, we watched I just don't remember. Uh, it is. Motherfuck. This is a great start to the episode. Oh, why did I just click Inner on Sanctum. C- Inner, Inner Sanctum? Inner Sanctum Mysteries. I clicked on it and it was CBS. Ra- yeah, Inner Sanctum came first. Yes. 1941. Uh, the, the link between them is they're both produced by the same guy who I think lived to be 99 or 100, Hyman Brown. Herman Brown? Hyman. Hyman? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's weird. I didn't know that. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, well, strange that they were doing uh, radio mysteries in the 80s. Yeah, I know. It's... it's sure as and hell don't remember that but there is a t- i do oh well i re- listen to them as reruns but there were a ton of them I, if you look online i think they made over 500 episodes it was on for years and it went through hyman brown was the original host of cbs radio mystery theater and then there is a woman whose name i don't remember and or elvira? maybe she was last no it was not not anyone as interesting as elvira but it might have been vampire Anyway, there was also E.G. Marshall was a host, and they got all kinds of interesting guest stars. The one I picked out specifically was to hear what John Lithgow sounded like, but we'll be talking about that later. But they also had Fred Gwynn on a few times, and um, Hans Conrad, and a bunch of other voices you'd, you'd recognize. And it's an interesting phenomenon that was, it was existed so long after the, <laughs> the heyday. I mean, l- literally decades after. Yeah, well, I guess those, you know... <clears throat> Those pre-baby boomers, whatever the hell that generation was called. The uh, lost generation. Yeah, the lost generation. Uh, they were still around in the 80s. Barely. Well, th- it was 1980 was the uh, was the date of this John Lithgow one. And what was it, 41 for the original, right? So, yeah. wow, that is a long time, though. Um, yep. It's nearly 20 years. So, yeah. Well, that- Depending on uh, if you do dog math or cat math. Yeah. Wait, I know E.G. Marshall's name, but I don't know who it is. One of those character actors that when you... You see him, you know him. Hey, are you there? God damn it. All right, hold on, everybody. Or just, you know, stop listening, because what the fuck? This is already a mess. Well, uh, let me get Pat back. We'll be right back. Uh, Yeah, so E.G. Marshall. Anyway, uh... Tammy Grimes was the woman's name. I think my internet Candy Grams? Candy Graham. Mamma Graham. Um, really, was Candy Grams a real thing? I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just like... A, it probably was. It was the 70s, right? 70s? I thought it was forever. No, I think it started uh, January 1st, 1970 and ended yeah. December 31st, 1979. Ah, they will live in infamy. Yeah, the day uh, Jimmy Carter... I'll make you so you can That's my Jimmy Carter. That's uh, a good one. Stepped into office. Um, yeah, why would you name your kid E.G., though? 
Just go all out. Well, name, for example, name him Egg. Uh, you could name your kid uh, Toto after the band. That's true. Yeah, Toto Marshall. Uh, if my last name is Marshall, I would name myself Field. And last name General. Yeah. Yeah, I'd get rid of the Marshall altogether. Um, okay, anyway. so Inner Sanctum, 1941, with Boris Karloff, who at this point was not a bankrupt crazy person. He was at the height of his career. Yeah, hadn't even met Ed Wood yet. No. I I wanted to say, like, we listened to both. Of, these are both available online, so it's uh, the Inner Sanctum and, what is it, CBS Mystery Hour? CBS, CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Radio Mystery Theater. Um, uh, the episode of Inner Sanctum we listened to was called The Telltale Heart. And most episodes of Inner Sanctum weren't necessarily taken from other pieces, but this one was obviously a... Uh, the great story by uh, Charlotte Bronte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much different version. And uh, they they made a point of saying that the uh, CBS Mystery Radio Hour Fun Time uh, episode was written specifically for that broadcast. So, but, but again, some of their episodes were not. They're uh, they did they did they probably have a Telltale Telltale Heart episode as well. But uh, it was weird because. 41 for Inner Sanctum and 1980 for the uh, the one with John Lithgow. And uh, the one from 41 sounded about 10 times better audio quality. At really? Least what you can get on the web. Mine did. Huh. Yeah. yeah I, my uh, version of the Inner Sanctum was not that bad, but the the CBS Radio Mystery Theater was, was better. But I don't know. I don't have rubber bands in my ears either. No. Uh, which is... Really, you're missing out on the latest fashion trend, as usual. Still wa- walking around in your zoot suit. Um, yeah, Inner Sanctum. So, Telltale Heart. It's a story we all know because um, our parents read it to us as a bedtime story as children. I had to read it in middle school, so I don't know what kind of parenting you have. Probably Best. better than mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not remember... Like, was this like a verbatim retelling or was it no no it's entirely different that's what i thought because i was there's like there's the whole subplot about the uh being blind and deaf blind and is, deaf yeah it was is entirely made up for this this show yeah yeah so these two dudes meet outside a uh, mental institution we don't know that well They're... yeah i it seemed fairly obvious to me but yeah it, oh, it's I not pick up on that i thought they really it, out. i thought it was a, a, a fantastical story and and the telltale heart it's it's all about the guy's conscience and right, they're right they're skipping that over and just saying okay this is this is some magic that was performed and gave these guys superpowers yeah super sight and super hearing and uh i well i mean it kind of i kind of caught on to it i guess just because they both sounded like such uh creeps <laughs> well that's boris Karloff for you yeah i don't know who the other guy was he sounded like a straight-up rat like if a rat could talk, mm-hmm. like he his he was kind of like, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, he sounded just like Jimmy Carter, that rat. I won't stand for that. Our greatest living president. Oh, I thought you were insulting rats. No, never. Rats are rats are almost smarter than humans. Almost. Well, they are smarter than some humans. 
Obama. I don't care for the insults. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I yeah I when I was reading, I mean, obviously, I haven't read the Telltale Heart since I was really young. I knew that the the blind and 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 deaf um, subplot was different, but the whole thing seemed kind of different to me because uh, I thought they had known each other. These two guys just meet and they're like, "Oh, I just got released from this place," <laughs> and they're like, "All right, and let's then, go live together." And Boris Carlo, I. I was listening to the story. I was like, "Oh, I'm sure Boris Karloff's the star, the star." But it's when the guy killed the bird. I'm like, "Oh man, he's gonna kill Boris Karloff." That's what I thought too. I thought he was gonna be the killer, which wouldn't have made any sense. <laughs> and then the story twists in ways we didn't expect, but not in ways that make any sense. Yeah. So, well, all right. So these guys both went there because one was blind, one went blind, and one went deaf, I guess. And they came out with, like, the guy who went blind, his seeing was enhanced to like that of a hawk and that dude who went deaf was enhanced his hearing was enhanced to that of like a wolf like daredevil yeah yeah just like they were like both of them together would have made a good daredevil except that the one guy could see now so that doesn't really work hey is there a new season of daredevil did it start already yeah i watched the first episode last night it was excellent uh, punisher is going to be the main well, i don't know about the main but the punisher is involved in the series this uh season what's going on though i thought they were doing like six different shows or whatever like why are they already doing another daredevil before they're doing any of the other shows i don't know i think the, i guess daredevil is the centerpiece so they do another daredevil and they start to introduce i think in the fall they'll have the uh iron fit no iron fist is coming later what's the what's the guy who's, who's in uh jessica jones he's gonna well, have Luke his Page. own show yeah yeah yeah, Luke, uh, yeah he'll have his own show and then then iron fist and then they'll have all of them together, but I'm hoping there's another Jessica Jones. Me too. That was that was better than Daredevil to me. So. It was. I think it was better. I like Daredevil a lot, but I think Jessica Jones was better than Daredevil. But yeah, it started this weekend. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I would say Daredevil should be the centerpiece. Maybe the gravy boat. To me, Jessica Jones. I I didn't even know. Like I just with Marvel Unlimited, you still do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, they had a thing like on the front page. You know, it's like. Uh, get to know Jessica Jones, and it was like showing all, you know, like her first appearances, and where, and it was there was like some uh, shit, some series that I can't remember the name of right now, of course. Um, but she was like a reporter for the Daily Bugle. Oh, the Pulse. The Pulse, yeah, yeah. Um, which is I guess yeah. not where she kind of really started. No, Did the he... first the first series she started for some reason is not. I don't know if it's because it's too adult or what, but the first season, I mean, first series was AKA Jessica Jones. And it's, the last I looked, it was not available on Marvel Unlimited. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why I didn't know that, but yeah. But uh, that, that, that ran ended and then put the pulse started where she's the reporter with, with the, the daily bugle and pulse is like the a pull out from it. That just talks about superheroes. Okay. So I got to find AKA Jessica Jones. Well, Marvel Unlimited, you don't make it available. I guess. I'm forced to resort to piracy. I take a bar over to Somalia. Jesus. Um, all right. Anyway, back to Inner Sanctum, Telltale Heart. Yeah, it's a and, short episode, so there's not really a lot to talk about. Oh, and everybody already knows the story. Uh, not everybody. Boris Karloff probably doesn't remember. No. No, he didn't even know what he he was like. So doped up on uh, opium, he didn't even know what it was when he was doing it. It's reading off One thing I was thinking about, in the 40s, it was somewhat common for movie actors to appear on radio shows. And I don't know if it's because of the studio system or it just wasn't as taboo. But 
from like once TV got big until pretty recently, it was like a movie actor would never deign to appear on a television show. Oh and no, I know. Well, uh, yeah, until very recently. Um, very recently, yeah. Now the TV is is on is better. Bar, yeah, know, better the, the quality of 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 movies, but still, you'd you'd never see Robert De Niro on a TV show. Oh, maybe you would. Nowadays, you might. Yeah. Dirty, <laughs> yeah, the current grandpa. iteration of De Niro might, die, but I mean that. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, then I don't. Right, I'm not, right. No, well, he was no, he was he was on uh, Luck, that HBO series. Yeah, that's true. It was that was okay, but they just wanted to kill horses, so they took it off the air. Yeah, uh, you know, you you would think like when you base a show like around killing horses just for fun, um, that has nothing to do with the plot. It's amazing they got away with the whole season. Anyway, Boris Karloff. So I love the cheesy acting on like it doesn't bother me on the on these old time radio shows. Well, it kind of has to be cheesy because all you all you can go all you by have is the voice. voice, right? Yeah. And yeah, so if you think of like if you think of forties actors like the cheesiness of that, take it up about a thousand notches for radio, <laughs> and uh, and well, it didn't change all that much uh, in nineteen eighty, at least in the version we listen to but we'll talk about yeah. it later um, but yeah it's just old-time radio is like that i mean this is these kind of shows these genre shows are are kind of stark examples of that because they're they're heightened even higher like the the mercury theater stuff is not as not as much like that but it still has that to it the, yeah the having to use their voice as a character i like the creepy host because he he was like definitely seemed like a precursor for um vincent price mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of the, just the way he read the lines he's all kind of like smarmy and sarcastic and <laughs> yeah i think later they got a host that was a little bit creepier and more like the crypt keeper but the, the original host was yeah like you said sarcastic yeah but it is weird because i was re- you know i read the little thing and they had like frank sinatra and all these people doing this this radio show oh the, frank sinatra was an inner sanctum yeah yeah yeah, I think it. I was just thinking about it. It was just interesting how radio was able to get these star. Like, Karloff was doing the Arsenic and Old Lace, and he had just done Frankenstein. So he was a big, like, as far as his kind of actors go, he was a big star, and he's doing this. And then there's other radio shows that were actually redoing movies. So it was a, it's a different world where actors were, were doing radio shows, and it wasn't a big deal. But then again, doing a radio show was like a night of their, a night, night's work, and that's it. Right. It's not like a TV show where you have to work for a couple of weeks or whatever. I don't know how, how long that lasts, but yeah, more than a night, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you work a couple of weeks for like an 11-year run of a TV show. I, I think... Uh, Speaking of TV shows, I, I have to say, you you talk about the Big Bang Theory as being the worst, and you say terrible things about it all the time. And I watched an episode of the Big Bang Theory, and it's not great, but I also watched five, mm, 20 seconds of the Two, two Broke Girls. Oh, God, no. I know, dude. That is, I, so watching that, I don't mind Big Bang Theory being the most popular show because it's terrible. It's not. It's like the uh, cat. What's her name? Cat Jenning? No. Yeah, Kate. Cat Denning. Kate. Kate. Kat Cat Denning. Cat cares. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, so she's a funny actress. Somehow, I can't stand that show. Well, I not not somehow because the writing is god awful. Yeah. So the twenty seconds I watch, we're talking about the fact that the the there's a. A guy that owns their diner, he didn't get an A in some sort of test, and you know where the Asian jokes go from there. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, back to interesting. Well, that's it. It's it's the CBS shows in particular. I know you don't really know networks, but if you think of a horrible sitcom, it's it's on CBS. Um, 
and they all have laugh tracks. Anyway, yeah, so what were we saying about the inner sanctum? Oh, yeah, so, but it is weird because, you you know, the studio, under the studio system, they all had, like, all these actors had exclusive contracts, so they couldn't be fucking around with other things. But maybe the same studios owned these radio shows is what I was thinking. Maybe, yeah, or maybe it's just like, they couldn't do other movie studios, but if they wanted to make extra money doing a radio show, it wasn't right. a big deal. Cause it they could have been a clause, yeah, because yeah. um, they weren't really, didn't consider it competing. Radio. But like I said, I mean, the movie studios also had radio shows where they, like, there's, you can listen to a version, a radio version of, of It's a Wonderful Life, for example. Right, right. Um, and then I think as time went on, like, the reason that, that, like, movie actors didn't do TV was because uh, TV was so fucking awful. I, I think that's it for the most part, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it was... Like, I feel like the Honeymooners probably had some of uh, Jackie Gleason's, like, Hollywood friends on it, although I can't remember any specific episodes, you know? Well, Lucy definitely did. Lucy, and, yeah, Lucy. Lucy had, I think, Charlie Chaplin. But the other Hollywood people were on that show, so that's that's a good example of where they would go on TV. Right, But right. then, if I think... Hazel probably didn't. The Brady Bunch almost certainly didn't. Oh, the Brady Bunch had Davy Jones. Hello. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, and Joe Namath. And Joe Namath. Kind and of... Don Drysdale. And I think maybe those two episodes were exactly the same. They just replaced Joe Namath with Don, Dys- Don Drysdale. Yeah, who's John, Don Drysdale? Was he a sports dude? Yeah, oh, Los okay. Angeles Dodgers pitcher. Los Angeles Dodgers. Ooh, la, la. Well, I wanted to make sure you knew I wasn't talking about the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Back from the 1910s. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was an interesting take on the story. I don't think it improved upon the Edgar Allan Poe tale. It was a little too... Uh... No, but I was really surprised by it, because that kind of changing of a, of a, an old story is something I would expect to come from the 80s, not the 40s. Yeah, see, yeah, no, I know. Um, well, I guess the, uh, the writers, like in that union, they had to... <laughs> Had to have some way to make money. And I don't think I realized till right now how old that story is. It was written in 1843. Yeah. Well, and you can, I mean, you can kind of tell even from like the, just the format uh, of the, of the radio play. And like everything goes, like these two guys meet and then let's go move in together. You know, like nowadays (laughs) it would be, it would be a big, long drawn out thing where they get to know each other. There was like some major backstory there between them or and and you know the lessons come very quickly. Oh, and it turns out that not to spoil this radio episode, but the guy's not dead either. Another change. Right. Yes. The... Another. Yeah. They they <laughs> dig him up and uh, he's he's unconscious, but he's still alive. Uh, which I I was wondering if that was like some kind of code thing, some kind I don't of haze code. So. I don't know if that worked for so, radio. You, there's plenty of radio shows where people do die, do get killed. Yeah. Yeah. That was just. So I don't. I, yeah, there's just a weird. They wanted to have this moral to the story. It's amazing. One man went blind. I forget what his deal was, but the man who went no, the man who went blind hated humanity, and the man who went deaf didn't want him to hurt humanity, so he killed him. Right. So very, <laughs> very twisted logic. Uh, yeah, the man who went blind didn't only hate humanity; he hated birdmanity too. <laughs> Fucking killed a pigeon or something. I can't even remember what it was. Maybe he didn't because the blind man couldn't really. See. Oh, he was deaf. I got it all confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, and then at the end, it's got like a Dr. Caligari type thing where he's like back at the uh, insane asylum. The the dude who tried to kill the other dude. 
Um, so I was reading that one of the one of the uh, things of this show that they had every episode was like the the creaking door that closed and like you and come next time to the inner sanctum and the door will close and it'll be all creaky and creepy sounding. And apparently it took them a while to figure out how to get the perfect sound. And it was, it was found when the producer Hyman Brown moved his chair and it squeaked just the right way. And they recorded that. And that's what they used for, for a while. They just kept recording the chair. And then the wicked, well, maybe I forget where I read it, but the, the write up what it was like, and then some once in a while, a, a, a helpful office worker or office maintenance person would oil the chair so it would no longer squeak, so they'd have to find another way to do it. The first Foley artists. <laughs> Speaking of squeaky chairs. Yeah, I know, dude. Maybe you should stop uh, rocking in it. Well, I can only rock when I hear your voice. The. Uh... I'm looking yeah. at a, a card that I got for my next dental appointment, and it looks like the person thought my first name was Batrick. B-A-T-R-I-C-K. Well, it should be. Batrick? Yes. Uh, yeah, so at the end, it's it's like they, he's back in the asylum, and, and they're like, oh, this man is deaf. He can't hear at all. Oh, and I like that the, the cop was so confused. He was talking to me just fine. <laughs> he can read lips. <laughs> That's why I had him turn around. So what really happened? Nobody knows. Maybe it was all... Uh, inside an autistic kid's snow globe that this episode <laughs> took place. It's also part of the St. Elsewhere universe. Um, yeah, the first St. Elsewhere universe. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was, I, I don't know, like, like I told you before, I, when I was a kid, I used to go, like, to the, the Longs or Rite Aid today, whatever you'd call it, and, and buy, like, these box sets of old-time radio shows, because they were, like, two bucks for all this, all these things. And uh, so I like the I like the the cheesiness of the acting and stuff on those. I find I I find the dramatic ones to hold up pretty well. Like yeah, you you don't like older comedy, and I usually do, or I often do, but uh, definitely radio comedy does not hold up. Yeah, yeah. Some of it, like Jack Benny, I can appreciate it, and there's some stuff that would make me laugh, but it's not. It's just so played out. Yeah, yeah. 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 But there's other stuff that I don't even like. Fred, I don't know if you've ever heard Fred Allen. It's terrible. And that was supposed to be like Jack Benny's competition. It's just, it's, it's terrible. But, you know, I listened to it one time and then I, a few days listen, later, I listened to, I don't know if he's still around, but there used to be a New York DJ who was very popular called Don Imus. And I was like, it's the same show. They both suck. So maybe it isn't a timing <laughs> thing. Maybe he sucked at the time and people were stupid. Is Don Imus still popular. around? I don't know. I don't care. I didn't, I didn't care for his show. Yeah. He's supposed to be terrible from what I hear. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't like any of that. That shock jock shit. I don't mind some of the shock jock stuff when it's like Howard Stern had some funny bits once in a while, and it would go too far. But Don Imus just wasn't funny. I think that was what what offended me about him. Yeah, he was like an older generation dude who was trying to fit in with a younger yeah wave. And yeah. it was he would say racist stuff. Like Howard Stern, at least when his racist stuff, it would have at least an element of humor to it. His stuff would just be, let's be racist and laugh at being racist. Yeah, the nappy-headed hose comment. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. 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 Um. So. Next week we're going to do Don Imus versus Howard Stern. We're yeah. both going to have to purchase satellite radio packages. It's come a long way, radio, huh? From uh, from the inner sanctum to Don Imus. 
How much is uh, internet or, or what's it called? Satellite radio? Is it pricey? I don't even know. I, I think so. And, I, and nowadays, I don't know why people are buying it when you can just carry your phone with you. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the car a lot, I think it's worth having a streaming package where you can listen to, you know, well, I guess anything, Spotify or, you know, if you don't think you can hold enough on your own phone and you want to have a variety of stuff to listen to, why would you even bother paying for Sirius or XM? But I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's a status thing. And it's the only way you can listen to Howard Stern, so that might be why. Some yeah. Yeah, apparently they have some good shows. I don't know. Who cares? You could probably find them illegally if you want. Yeah, <laughs> torn um, it. Uh, what was I going... I, was, I had something kind of on that topic, and of course you, I lost it when you're yammering on. I listened to Inner Sanctum, and I listened to the whole thing, but I don't remember who the advertiser was. Really? Are you joking or are you being no, serious? No, I don't. It was like some liver oil pills, dude. They, <laughs> they fucking read it like four times. I always tune that out when I'm listening because I'm so used to listening to that stuff. Oh, do you listen when you do podcasts? I just fast forward through the the ads. Oh, when I listen to podcasts? Like yeah. uh, Comedy Bang Bang? Yeah. Sometimes I do when I, like, especially when I'm listening in, on my headphones and I'm walking around and I don't feel like getting the iPod out and having to hit the 30 second button. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I do sometimes if I'm feeling. Here's what I don't get about why would a podcast have an ad at the end of the show? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they, the advertisers pay you depending on where you place the ad. But who doesn't turn the show off once the right? No, I know. Although to tell you that now I'm going to prove myself a liar because recently I listened to the entire show because I didn't feel like taking the iPod out. And then after the the ad at the end, there's a funny bit on Comedy Bang Bang with the the timekeeper and uh, Paul Tompkins. Have you – oh, I know what I was going to say. uh, I've been considering like subscribing to Howl. Yeah? Because it's only like four bucks a month, right? I know they have like some stuff that's not available like that Lauren Lapka show that she does about – psychics or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> um, wait so if you subscribe to how do you get the uh the whole episodes archive. without commercials i yeah i think they're ad free well that's pretty cool yeah like that would that. be sucky if they still had ads um along the same lines i've been thinking about subscribing to CISO. yeah i've been thinking about that too i want to see what kind of content they have well you can watch the first now we're doing an ad for comedy bang man you can watch the first episode of bajillion dollar baby I think that's what it's called on YouTube, so you can see what that's like. Bajillion dollar properties. Bajillion dollar properties. So you can see what that's like. Okay, yeah, I, might, I know. I've been thinking about that, too. It's another one that's kind of cheap, but, you know. Yeah, it's like $3 a month. Yeah, then all this shit starts adding up. You yeah. Know, it's only $3 <laughs> yeah. a month for these 400 things I'm <laughs> subscribed to. So I'm not sure what CISA is all about. I thought it was, was independent, but apparently it's NBC, and just these independent comedians are involved with it. Yeah, well, you know, you got to have a uh, distributor, I guess. I guess. But, well, it's an, it's another way to watch Parks and Rec, as if I need it. I know, like there's not already ways to watch Parks and Rec. I, I guess that's not a good example of a show that's hard to get, but I have watched that show so many times that I don't need to watch it again, but I should. Um, yeah. What's Amy Poehler doing, aside from produ- producing Broad City I don't and know. meeting Hillary Clinton getting her onto Broad City? What does she need to do? That's right, she's going to be on Broad City, right? Like, I think it's last week's episode, or maybe it's well, next I week. didn't see it. Um. I did see, I guess it was the first episode, fucking hilarious, man. Which one? Well, I I don't know. It was the only one that was available on Hulu. Uh, the beginning has them, like, on the toilet for about uh, <laughs> three minutes. And uh, Abby gets stuck to a truck with her big uh, magnet uh, chain. 
<laughs> so funny. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's why I say TV's better. I have not seen a movie comedy that made me laugh as hard as Broad City. That oh, episode of Broad City made me laugh in forever. I think you both agree that movie comedies' problems often that they're too long. Yeah, and they that... just go. They belabor the point, and it goes on too far. So, it's, so yeah, I agree. It's been a while since a movie comedy's been that funny. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Something. Oh, you you yammered it out of me. I had something related to Broad uh, City. Broad City. Well, yeah, I forget. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say that this season has been better than the second season, which I wasn't a big fan of. But uh, yeah, as, it was still as, funny as, just compared to the first season. It wasn't. Yeah, as that, funny. yeah it's, it's as good as the first season. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's take a break, I guess, and then we'll talk about this John Lithgow thing, which I keep forgetting the name of. So uh, okay. we'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing. All right, we're back with the CBS Mystery Happy Hour Fun Time Super Show. CBS Radio Mystery Theater, The Return of Edward Blair. The Return of Edward Blair. A man must convince the residents of a small town that he is not the criminal that escapes their justice years ago. And to be fair, he wasn't really a criminal, right? Well, he did Yes, that. he wasn't a criminal. The entire episode, you're led to believe that he was. All he did was let, well, he, he left someone on the altar. It was, wasn't anything more than that. No, that was all, literally all he did. Uh, but everybody hated him because uh, apparently the, the fiancé he left at the altar was like the world's biggest drama queen and like went into a coma after <laughs> he left her at well, the altar. So there's there's over uh, what's this, all thirteen ninety nine episodes of CBS Radio Mystery Theater and a lot of them were on this website uh, cbsrmt.com that you can listen to and many of them have reviews and apparently I didn't read the reviews before I picked this episode because John Lithgow was in it and John Lithgow's in a lot of episodes and this one he was kind of uh, under like he was low key I've never heard it before obviously I've not listened to all the episodes but. Um, other ones where he, he kind of overacts and that's why I like him as, at his best. But anyway, well, he was low key re- for John Lithgow. I don't yes, think you'd say he no. was low key <laughs> but for John Lithgow. Yeah. But the, the review, one of the reviews starts with when a radio series such as mystery theater has 1399 episodes, there are bound to be a few le- losers. The return of Edward Bear, Blair is their King. <laughs> and he ends the review with, if you, <laughs> If you must give Edward Blair a listen, do yourself a favor. Play the first five minutes, then skip ahead to the last five. You'll have the whole story right there. That's pretty much true. <laughs> He's not wrong. It was not the best. It was a very weird story. I, I, I mean, I like the acting because it's <laughs> – but other than that, it was a bad one. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, yeah, so this guy comes to town who apparently doesn't remember his own life. 
No, he does. He's just faking it. But does he? Because he can't tell them, like, what he was doing before he was working at this logging community. Anyway, this guy comes to town. He's, like, working at some logging thing or something near Seattle, and uh, he needs shelter for the night. And they mistake him for this guy, Edward Blair, from uh, the town, who was the person who left his fiance at the altar, and she uh, went into a persistent vegetative state. And so everybody hates him, but he doesn't know. Like, he he kind of plays along. He tries to tell him he's not this guy, but... Uh, oh, well, first he plays along just because he wants to get into the house once, and get a yeah. shower, get warmth. And then the next day he plays along. He's like, I want to find out what this guy did. Right. And uh, and But nobody will tell him. You know what you did. That, that comes <laughs> up a lot. Nobody will tell him, apparently because well, his aunt, I think, uh, told the town not to speak of it, which I guess she wield some superpower because I know in most towns, if uh, somebody tells you not to gossip, that's the end of all gossip. Right, right. Anyway, yeah, it was pretty, pretty thin uh, plot wise. (laughs) And then, so the father of the bride was so angry that he wanted to shoot Edward Blair and he did shoot Edward Blair, even after the butler and maid told, told him it was not Edward Blair. Yes. Because he didn't have the same scar somewhere that Edward Blair had. <laughs> and scars don't go away, ever. Nope. That's why they're called scars. And not uh, go-aways. Yeah. The So, that's basically it. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he shoots the guy, I mean, he lives, John, just like the uh, Telltale Heart guy. <laughs> yeah, everybody lives. Everybody our, lives. Our murder episodes for today. <laughs> it, was, it was so weird. It was like, at, at the end, it's just wrapped up, like, he lived and moved on, and, and the guy who shot him got a suspended sentence. The end. <laughs> well, no, not the end. And the jilted bride never came out of her coma. Right. So basically, he might as well have never come to the town. <laughs> yeah, <it's> nothing changed. <laughs> Things went on as normal. <laughs> I mean, he had a wound now, but, you know, that's a good bar story. It was a definitely a, story. a Seinfeld episode of CBS RMT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No it, hugs, nobody changes. Oh, man. Yeah, it was like I was listening at first. You're like, okay, this has some intrigue to it. But then I just started getting mad. Like, just tell him what he did. <laughs> and then yeah, the, the the twist was was more stupid than revealing. Like, okay, he left someone at the altar and that put her into a coma. Yeah, it made no sense at all. Um <laughs> I guess medical science wasn't quite as advanced in 1980. <laughs> well, that's true. They didn't know what caused these things. Not until Nancy Reagan and Ronald Reagan revealed uh, medical science to the world. Yeah. Just say no. Anyway, um, a pretty stupid episode. So was Hillary Clinton's thing, was that on purpose? Did she do that to get people to talk about it so she could apologize? Oh, I don't think it was that calculated. I I can't figure it out. She's know. not that. Nobody's that stupid. No, I mean, yeah, that was a real kind of slap in the face to the gay community to say that. Um, for, it was a slap in the face to anyone to, who with knows anything about the eighties. Brain, yeah, really, it, it, yeah. I it was mean, just a weird. I had not seen the interview until after everything happened. Like I'd read it. But yeah, I thought maybe in context it would make, but it didn't. It's just crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I think she was trying to, like, really hard strive to say something nice about 
there's plenty Reagan. of other things she could have reached for. Why reach yeah, for? why we reach for the one that is absolutely not true? I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know what? This is something nobody's investigated. Maybe I should put this out there. It might have been opposite day. Oh, that's true. It and we'll have, have to look at the rest day. of the interview. Maybe at the end, end of the interview, she said, "Vote Trump." Man, that's that's what it's coming down to, though, right? Her and Trump. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be a contested convention, and they're going to put Romney in. You really? Well, they won't put Romney in. But you think it'll be a contested convention? It looks like it's going to have to be. It, it might it, have it to, yeah. Because he didn't get Ohio, and that was going to like it. It doesn't have to be. He might surprise everyone and win more states than we expect. But he's the only one that I think is mathematically feasible. I, I don't think Cruz has the the backing to get enough states. In case it's just, all he has is Ohio at this point. Well, you're so right. He, and, and if it was a contested convention, they're not going to put Cruz in his place because they hate his ass too. No, and that's I mean I honestly think Romney thinks he has a chance, and that's why he's pushing Trump not to be in there so he can be the rise out of nothing to get there because uh, what's his name already brought up paul ryan um no he has no chance well paul ryan's already said i think it should be someone who's already run so it, it could be jeb bush as far as that goes but yeah well they yeah as, as far as the losers go jeb bush would have the least egg on his face because he didn't lose his home state he dropped out before that happened yeah that's true but he would rubio lost. doesn't have a chance he's he's done well rubio's out yeah no no i mean it's part of the oh it's part yeah yeah Contested convention. I, mean, I think Kasich's idea is since he's still running, he'll be, he'll be. I don't know, but I don't know. I think once once the second ballot opens, they could they could nominate anyone they wanted. So it doesn't have to be anybody has delegates already. They can all change their delegates to Hillary Clinton if they wanted to. I think that yeah. Well, if it if it does come down to uh, Clinton Trump, uh, it'll be interesting because I I don't I feel like Trump and Sanders have like really passionate followers where i don't feel like hillary does but if she like if she chose elizabeth warren as her running mate or something i think that could really boost her her chances i think that she might go towards the center for running mate but i don't know well she's we'll already see. at the center that's what that's... i know i guess it, <laughs> she was going further right um yeah anyway this... i don't think trump would have a chance to win the presidency but i didn't think he had a chance to go this far so we'll see yeah we'll i i don't either did you see that pbs News hour thing. Sorry, la di da. I don't watch PBS. I well, I, I actually saw it on TV, and, and they were like um, interviewing like people who these this family basically who uh, were supporting Trump, and they like were basically had been apolitical before, you know, and they were they were what you would expect, you know, exact exactly what you would expect of Trump supporters, new Trump supporters. Um, but then it came out that the the uh, tattoos they had were like white power tattoos. <laughs> so you weren't as nondescript as, as McNeil thought. Well, yeah, yeah. Wait, the Wait. news is it still the McNeil News Hour? Oh no, that's a different show, man. This is yeah, PBS News Hour. Gwen Eiffel. Oh, is McNeil? I know Lair was gone. Is McNeil gone too? Yeah, they're both dead. I didn't know that. No, I don't know. I have no idea. The real deal with Bill McNeil. What was what is his first name, McNeil? Does anybody know? That's a problem of going Wait. by your last name all the time. What are you talking about? His name, his last name is Neil. His first name is Mick. Oh, Mick, like Mick Jagger. Yeah, McNeil. Mm-hmm. Two first. He's a, a product of two first names. A screwy world we live in. The, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I'm just enjoying it still. I still find it amusing. I mean, you know, Trump's yeah, I, yeah I'm not Trump's amusing, point. but not you know. I, I mean, he's scary, but it's still amusing. 
I guess I guess I'm not at the point where I'm I'm afraid that he'll win the nomination. I, and I think some or not the nomination. I'm afraid he'll become president. Right. But I think some people are going by Facebook where it's like no, right. say no to Trump. Yeah, I need to look up. Uh, oh goddamn, what's his name? The statistician dude to see what he's got going Nate on. Nate Silver. Yeah, Nate Silver. <laughs> it's been fun to read. He's been he's been he's been shocked all the way through. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, in the summary, he's like. There's no chance. This is this is the he had a timeline for what was going to happen and it hasn't happened yet. I mean, Trump still might might not get in, but he did not think that Trump would be able to win so many states. Well, yeah, I I can't imagine. Man, I just can't imagine him as a statesman dealing with other countries and shit. Because in previous elections, you usually went by their endorsements, and Trump wasn't getting that many. Jeb Bush had all the endorsements, right? And uh, so th- those endorsements mo- went mostly to Rubio, and then he went out. So those endorsements went to Cruz now. So but uh, Trump got some of them. So it's like these two people that everybody hates. So it's it's a very, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I know bad things could happen if either of them go into office, but it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it is. It is fun. The Republican Party burn. I'll start worrying, you know, when when things get serious, but I don't feel like they're there yet. Yeah. Um. It is serious. Like, sad that the i mean it i hate to say it's all but like you said white power it, it does seem a lot of his backers are backing him based on fear of anybody but white people oh, yes no yeah and yeah i don't even want to say hatred i just i think fear is, is a better way to put it it's i think, I think you're there's, right there's an article recently about how what was it the i forget the the term it was used but just that the a widespread dissatisfaction by middle-aged white men by like cultural diversity and other people getting it's like they're losing their their privilege their hegemony yeah it's yeah it must be rough white men (laughs) yeah unlike us well i don't i'm all for it though you know like that's yeah so it's it's different i mean i know i think you're right it's mostly based on fear although you can't discount hatred as part of it either like there are some people who i mean obviously not all like the uh, dude that sucker punched the guy, and then afterwards he's like, "Next time I'm going to kill him." Yeah, There's some hatred there. Not all uh, conservatives are neo Nazis, but all neo Nazis are conservative. Let's be realistic. Except that guy who's supporting Hillary. Wait, who's supporting Hillary? That's all fucked up. <laughs> There's a grand wizard of the KKK who supported supporting Hillary, and his reasoning is. She seems sneaky, so I think when she gets in, she's going to be another Hitler. She's going to be a, a secret Hitler. Wow. But that still comes from right wing thinking. I feel like speculation is he's he's a Trump supporter and he doesn't like Trump to have Trump to have the bad mojo of another grand wizard supporting him. Right, but even just the the idea that she would be a secret Hitler is very conservative thought. Yes, (laughs) Benghazi, dude. Benghazi, secret of Edward Edward Blair. I put some Benghazi on earlier for my neck. Kind of feel. What's that? How's it feel? Uh, it stinks, but you know it's doing a little better. Yeah, the secret of Edwin Edward. Bla- I always want to say Edwin. I don't know why. Edward Blair, the return of Edward Blair. Uh, but also a secret. It's kind of stupid. I didn't know there were so many episodes. When did this start? Do you know? Did you do you have that info up? Because that's no. a lot. Um, it ended in '82. Okay, so this is near the end of the run. So yeah. So yeah. what? Thirteen hundred something episodes. Thirteen ninety nine, almost. 14. Why didn't they just do one more? First episode was nineteen seventy four. Oh, okay. So also nearly 20 years. Um, 
Yeah, I I would not advise. Although I do like the idea of uh, more modern uh, radio like mystery shows. Yeah, and it's interesting that the British radio had radio shows well into the. I think they still do them once in a while. I think they do too. Yeah, dramatic shows. And here, I mean, now we have it in podcast form, but for a long time there was nothing American. But uh, I wouldn't advise this episode. But there's plenty of good ones. Like next, we'll do this again. We'll do another old show versus CBS Radio Mystery Theater since we have so many to choose from. And I'll pick one that I actually have, have heard and like. And there, there is some. There's some good ones. Yeah. No, I'm sure. This one, this one missed the one. mark. Yes. Uh, yeah, by quite a bit. Um, I I think we're gonna do. I'm trying to talk Pat into doing a Star Wars versus The Force Awakens episode, but you want to wait till the Blu-ray comes out, which is when. I'm a bit. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so I, I feel like I'd be I know, a little be bit rough. lost. Uh, he wants someone on his side, so because he thinks I'm just gonna rip on it the whole time. Um, and on me. <laughs> so yeah, well, if you're a if you're a Star Wars fan, you want to come on uh, and be on Pat's side. Uh, yeah. And don't be one of those secret Star Wars fans that really wants to talk about the hate Ewoks, because I don't want your help. But, but everybody hates Ewoks. Everybody I hates love, Jar Jar Binks. I love Ewoks. I'm not talking. Don't compare the two. I mean, I don't hate the prequels like other people, but Jar Jar Binks is no one I can defend. But Ewoks are fun. They're cute. They're bloodthirsty. Did you ever see that chart where it's like, um, the year you're born? And there's like a little line graph, and uh, the the year you're born is the bottom, and the top and the side is how much you like Ewoks, and the little line goes all like, it starts all the way at the bottom until you hit like 1980, and then starts going really high. So I'm a little bit out of my age group. I shouldn't like them, but I still like. Them. No, you really shouldn't. Um. Yeah, so we're gonna do that. I think we're gonna do a uh, a TV episode, comedies that we got in the works. Oh, I have to email someone about another. Oh, yeah, uh, motherfucker. About a music one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you get the emails from that other dude? Yeah, I didn't, he never wrote back. Yeah, I'll write him back. Are you listening? It was weird. I, other dude? What? No, I haven't. Is it, is it good? No, I'm talking to him. Are you Are you listening right now? <laughs> What's his name? Rick. I already forgot. Sorry, Rick. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll email too. Maybe he didn't like the fact that you emailed and I didn't. Yeah, that could. That's usually how. All my email correspondents go, even if they don't I'm, know you. I'm wrong. Ewok appreciation, Ewok line, it starts in 1960, and appreciation of Ewoks is very low from 1960 up till May 25th, 1973, and then it goes all the way to yay Ewoks after that. So yeah, I am in the in, yay Ewok part, and you're in the boo Ewok part, yep, so it all I'm makes sense. I'm in May 5th, 1970, yeah, because I, um, because I, was, I was not a little child still uh, peeing myself when the Ewoks came came to the universe good job begging for presents by the way putting your birth date out there so all our listeners will send you stuff you didn't well, see me doing that i don't know how they can go back to 1970 and give me presents that's no they're going to give you presents on uh, may 5th 2016 cinco de mayo and 2017 may 5th 2016 is going to be great for me because in a couple days after that exactly one i will be seeing civil war captain america iteration of the marvel series and then a couple days after that may 8th exactly i will be seeing comedy bang bang and i will be seeing... actually may, may 5th is when i'll be seeing civil war exactly oh go that's really i would appreciate if you didn't see that on my birthday i mean i enjoy accuracy so i can't lie it won't be on my on your birthday here because the times are different i'll be seeing it at seven o'clock and there it'll be past midnight so it'll be may 6th oh 
okay, it works then. The math checks out. Yeah, I, I used to be able to go into uh, Mexican restaurants and get, like, free tequila or something, free margarita on my birthday. Not anymore? Well, I don't really drink much anymore. I, like, I drink a couple yeah, times Yeah, but a if year. it's free, it's for me. Well, that's true. If you were here... I don't like tequila. I'm trying to get... Hey, listeners, I'm trying to get Pat to uh, find me and Viv Jobs out there in Philadelphia, and he's really slacking on it, man, so... Uh, There's in, always work at the post office. If you live in Philadelphia... Actually, I'm, that's not true. Yeah, it's really not. Um, if you live in Philadelphia, you want to hire some people. Uh, that's a know. quote from a very good movie that we should do an episode about. What, Philadelphia? No. Uh, I want to do an episode about that. I don't even know what you're talking about. There's always work at the post office. What is it from? Hollywood Shuffle, Robert Townsend's. Oh, yeah. This ain't the anyway, Blue Butt League. Get John and Viv jobs in Philadelphia since I haven't done it. Yeah. Winky dinky dog. Oh, yeah. We should do Hollywood Shuffle. I remember watching that on cable. Like, all the, it was on, like, three times all a day. All the time. Yeah. yeah. It would, I think it would hold up. It would not be the best, but still be fun. No, even back then, it was kind of mild satire. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much how you describe Robert Townsend. Yeah. Mild. Even the stand-up, mild, but funny. Um. What's right. he doing now? I don't like that he's not in like one of those terrible WB shows. Robert Townsend? Yeah, he should be playing a grandfather in something. I know. I I bet he still looks too young to play a grandfather, though. Yeah, he did have that baby face. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, good for him for not being on, you know, uh, Tyler Perry show. I know, is he still alive? Robert Townsend. What you doing, man? He was, he was on a WB show from 95 to 99. That's a long time ago, but I didn't know about that, called The Parenthood. Well, give us a call, Robert Townsend, if you're out there. Yeah, come on the show. Yeah, we'd like to know what you're up to. When's Hollywood Shuffle 2 coming out? It's even more relevant now. I mean, There's a movie that he's directing. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy. Uh-oh. I don't think this one's going to happen. It's an unreleased 2014 stand-up comedy film featuring Bill Cosby. Oh. We're a live audience at the San Francisco Jazz Center in California. Yeah, I know where San Francisco is. Uh, <laughs> wow. I think that might not get released on Netflix. Yeah, I'm thinking no. Wow. Robert Townsend. Well. I mean, he's directing it. He's like directing, he... yeah. He, he was... And then it says... Oh, I don't like that the last uh, acting role he did was a... a oh, was oh and ho, ho? His, his entire set was talking about how to use pills to get women to go to sleep. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's to be expected. You, you, the greatest comics take from real life. His last acting role was in Scooby-Doo, Music of the Vampire, playing vampire actor number one. What? Wow. How the mighty have fallen. He was never mighty. Scooby-Doo. Wait, what is it called? Music of the Vampire. Was it a movie or a kid's show? Probably one of those direct-to-video DVDs. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, Robert Townsend. Maybe don't give us a call and let us know. <laughs> no, still give us a call. Just don't talk about Bill Cosby. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to recommendations? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you got? 
I recommend Full Frontal, starring Samantha B, which has just started last month and has been great every episode I've seen. She, it's better than The Daily Show. She's awesome. I wish it was on every night. I think it's only once a week, and maybe that's why it's so good. But she is so funny, and the writing has been really crisp and and eviscerating. And they've had a lot of like one of the things she was great on on The Daily Show, of course, is when she went out and did interviews. And they've had a couple, and they're not always the same kind of thing. Like the latest episode was was a, she got a bunch of Trump people together to talk about why they like Trump, and she promised them that she would be respectful and listen to them. And she actually was. They just kind of hung themselves, and it was yeah, very... But, well, that's a great thing about those Trump supporter interviews. They do they always hang themselves. You don't even need to do work. <laughs> and one of them was a, a, a black gay guy, and she was just not understanding. She's like, I don't understand you. <laughs> and, yeah, their their responses were... They they went from stupid to just ridiculous. So someone she said, uh, "Well, Donald Trump says Mexico is going to build the wall, and Mexico has said that they are not going to build the wall." And she says, "You know what? He's just going to add another ten feet to that wall they have to build. Like that makes any sense? It's almost as if she's an actress making fun of Trump people. <laughs> I I really don't think she was. Anyway, that's my recommendation. It's a good show. Pose Law. Have you seen it? Is I haven't. That's the problem of not having cable. I wasn't sure if it was somewhere you could stream it. It's really good. It's yeah. Hulu kind of sucks with like the TBS stuff. Yeah. Um, well, how did you watch the the home show? The, uh, the what was it called the the show with the? Uh, I don't know. It could have been illegally somehow. Maybe. Ah. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, if you've been listening to this whole podcast, and I don't know why you would. Uh, as you can tell from all our talk, we are uh, urging you to vote Trump. Yep. Uh, my recommendation is, uh, well, I'm just going to say uh, Scott Walker, musician. Um, so he started in the 60s, um, first with the Walker brothers. They weren't really brothers. Um, and then he went solo to the 60s, 70s. So he, if you listen to his stuff in the 60s, I don't know what you would call it. It's almost like... I don't know, AM popish, but uh, you can totally tell that the Divine Comedy was super influenced by him. Um, yeah, who does our theme song, and uh, and then so like around I don't know seventy three, seventy four, he just stopped making albums, and then in I think it was eighty four or eighty five, he came out with one that was like more kind of modern sounding. Then he stopped for another eleven years, and then he came back and was doing just this really weird really like difficult music kind of psychotic sounding shit which he's been continuing to this day so it's really interesting to like listen to the evolution of scott walker uh, anyway so and he he was governor in in between yeah yeah he was governor and and shut down the unions in between no much a much cooler scott walker this guy there's one song on one of his newer albums um that of course i'm blanking on the title now but from what i can tell it's kind of all about farting, but I don't know. Like, it's just that weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you don't it, listen. It's listen. better that he's better than I'm making it sound. But what's that? You don't. Well, you already made him sound good to sing Divine Comedy. I like them, but um, well, maybe not calling his music psychotic. But you don't listen to Judge John Hodgman, do you? I don't. No. It's. I don't care for the co-hosts, but I, I like him. And sometimes there's a different co-host, and when it's a different co-host, I love the episodes. Like one episode had. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Paul, 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 Paul Tompkins was the bailiff, and that was 
maybe the funniest episode ever. Oh, or, did you see Paul Tompkins on Colbert? No. Oh, I got to see that. They every every Friday or Thursday, Colbert does this Twitter fight, and it wasn't it wasn't like yes, yes, was, I've it, seen that. He's done it with John Hodgman, yeah. Yeah, he'd done it with John Hodgman, but he so this week or I guess it was a couple weeks ago he did it with Paul Tompkins, and it was it was funny, but I think Colbert thought it was funnier than the audience did, and I think that's kind of sums up Paul Tompkins' career. I think he's like the comedian's comedian, like the other comedians think he's funnier than anybody else does. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird because he's fucking hilarious oh yeah i i think so too but i i just think people that can wreck like are doing what he does know it better yeah you know who he is he's he's the robin hitchcock of comedy yeah (laughs) yeah although i i mean i don't even watch that show i know it existed do you like it the no you shut up i have never seen it man so i I feel like i have to watch it yeah and he, he like begs for people to watch it too. So I feel yeah, no, bad. I'm I like ads for it on Facebook all the time, so I really should watch it. I know. Facebook's I don't, telling me. It's not like I'm like so busy fucking just, unlocking the secrets of the atom and shit. I like I, I could think, totally watch it, but I think the problem is I don't know where to look for it. I'm lazy. I literally think it's everywhere. I think it's on YouTube, I think it's on Hulu. Um so yeah, I, I need to get on that. Paul F. Tompkins, we both endorse. Yes, for president. Yes. Oh man, that w- I would. That would be a presidency. <laughs> what about Al Franken? He should run. He'd never do it. He's he's a little too uh, harsh. I feel like. I, yeah, I, I I think he's to the right of Bernie, but yeah, he comes yeah. across as if he's really really far to the left of Bernie, just because he's so harsh. All right. Uh, that did it. Write for to this. us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to come on the show, if you'd like to complain about us, if you'd like to say nice things about us, please do that one. Or if you'd just like to come on and talk about Star Wars and, and you love the Ewoks. So please be born after 1973, or May 25th, 1973 to be precise. I don't know how they came up with that date. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Like our post on Facebook. Post our Facebook page and say we, that you love us and you think everyone should. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. We like them. Hey, here's the thing to do i think uh yeah like our facebook page because i keep getting these notifications pop culture continuum has three new views and blah, and i can't fucking see who views it i don't know if we get more likes if we can access that information <laughs> i don't even know what they're doing viewing it there's not much to say i know but it's weird like i would like to see where these people are coming from yeah yeah maybe we do need more likes I, yeah i don't know if that's it but so facebook what the fuck man I'm going to start putting those pictures of things from the past and say, like this if you rem- like our page if you remember this. Oh yeah, if you remember this, you were you grew up in the '70s. <laughs> that voice that is that is that is that's that Robin I, Hitchcock? That's how I read all those. All, that was my Marlon Brando. Okay. Um. All right. I guess they do sound similar. Until so next time, everybody. Goodbye. Wolf. Meow. Back in 52, lying awake intently tuning in on you.